This is City Radio, the official Detroit City FC podcast. Brought to you by Range Lending and Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider of Detroit City FC. And now for your host of City Radio, the voice of Detroit City FC, Neil Rule. Welcome back to City Clubhouse, everyone, and we are live with City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC. My name is Neil Rule, the play-by-play voice of Detroit City FC, and Sean Mann is joining me here today live from the City Clubhouse, a special Tuesday afternoon taping. Uh, schedule's gotten away a little bit this week. I appreciate you being flexible. Sean, how are you? Hey, Neil, anything for you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. As always, City Radio brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending, the official real State providers for Detroit City FC. Make sure you visit their website, www.mirealteam.com slash DCFC. We'll talk a little bit more about them later on. Also, a new sponsor in the fold as well. We'll address that in a little bit as well. But, Sean, obviously a lot of breaking news around Detroit City FC, certainly with the announcement of the women's team coming up. But before we get into all that, you guys took care of business against Napa. Three points, move on, right? Yeah, you know, um, you're you're starting to get to the point where the end of the season's not far off, and you start looking back, and it's it's pretty remarkable, you know, what the side's done. Um, you know, the, the few goals they've conceded, just a consistent performance, the tallying of wins. Um, you know, I think we're taking it for granted, and uh, you know, hopefully, folks appreciate you know the form that this team's in right now. And so, you know, obviously, this is a brutal stretch you're going into. Um, you got basically five games over a 15-day stretch, which, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's kind of how it played out with the Michigan Stars getting thrown in last minute. So, um, you know, if anyone's up for it, it's these guys. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, I, I, me personally, I just want to take these next couple weeks and just appreciate what a year it's been and, uh, and you know, how well the guys have performed, and hopefully we can walk away with uh, some actual hardware some from hardware. the Norse Cup. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely, and that was something, too, and, and we talked about this last week, Sean Lawson was in the house and people asked about him on Twitter. Remember, you can tweet your questions and we have a, a plethora, that's, that's the word I'm going to use, a plethora of questions to hashtag City Radio. Uh, Kate's in the house too. Kate rolled by. She said on Twitter she was coming out. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for stopping by, Kate. Appreciate that. But uh, we'll get to all those questions with the hashtag City Radio coming up in just a little bit. But last week, uh, there were some questions about Sean Lawson and I, I talked to him minutes before we went on the air and he said, look, I'm working to get back. I think, I, I think I'm going to be able to give it a go. He gave it a go, stepped on the pitch scored right away so business as usual for him right that's good and, and given the fact Sean that you look at just a limited number of bodies that were available just a few weeks ago it's good to see people coming back into the fold yeah uh, you know I've talked to Trevor about that and he obviously can speak to it better than I can but uh, you know that's his kind of philosophy he wants to keep a, a leaner squad um, you know I think primarily for chemistry purposes and I think that's what we've seen here uh, as the team you know they click uh, and even with all the you know give and go and you know the, basically the flip over in the roster back in August uh, um, yeah, it's great to see the squad, you know, uh, play the way they are, and it's good to see Sean get back on the on the pitch. And you know, yeah, again, these next couple of weeks are gonna be pretty trying, you know, <laughs> with the turnover and uh, or the lack of time between games. 
uh, trying. I believe that's going to be the, r- the right word because it, it certainly is going to be a meat grinder, but we're here. We're here for all of it, folks. This is the time. Uh, things are coming down to the wire, and uh, Detroit City FC certainly in a position to take things down. If they handle their business on the pitch, th- there's nothing anybody else can do about it. Uh, they will be the champion, so a one match at a time. I- I'll, give, I'll give the coach speak. One match at a time. Yeah, yeah. Can only play a team in front of you today. Uh, all those <laughs> types of things. Sean Mann joining us here. We're recording live at the City Clubhouse, Detroit City FC, City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. And again, visit them on the web, www.mirealteam.com slash DCFC. Uh, a house transaction is going to be the, the biggest, really the biggest transaction financially uh, of your life. So make sure you use the people that you can trust. And that certainly is the folks, Tom Lauer and everybody at Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. They're the people I go to. Never had an issue. I know Tom Lauer personally, a uh, good friend of mine, and, and he's somebody certainly I'm willing to go to bat for. And I hope if you're looking to get into the real estate market, you give Real Team Real Estate a look. Maybe you want to refi as well. Rates certainly as low as they have been in a long time. Hit up Range Lending there. They can certainly get you squared away. I had just a, a good friend of mine on social media uh, that was had, had some questions about the mortgage people they were using. I said, hey, you know, hit my guy up, Tom Lauer, saved him a couple thousand dollars off his refi and his mortgage. So, you know, it's certainly something that he's going to take a look at a situation for you. If it works for you, great. And, and if it doesn't, he'll tell you that too. Uh, very honest, trustworthy folks over there at Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. So, Sean, the big news though, that as soon as it went on social media, it exploded everywhere. Uh, as soon as I said we were going to talk about this, I figured I would go right here, right to you, right to the source. So, again, certainly do appreciate your time. Big announcement for Detroit City FC. Uh, the women's team coming on board next year, the United Women's Soccer League. Uh, how did this come to be? How long has this been? I mean, there's, there's a million questions. Just give us the, the 30,000 foot on this. Yeah, I mean, this is something we've always, it's been on the back of our mind. And, uh, you know, the, the growth of the men's side has been just so meteoric in so many ways um, that, you know, we've done our best to maintain that uh, growth. Uh, so we've been reluctant to take on other projects, uh, or at least every project's been very, you know, I think strategic and, you know, respectful of the bandwidth that we have as an organization, right? And every time we, every season, you know, the running joke is we're the only profitable soccer team in America. And whatever profit we've gotten, we've always put back in, reinvested right. in the club. And most recently, that was the field house in the clubhouse where we're at here. Um, then this last year is really building out the, the infrastructure for a pro roster with, you know, a coach like Trevor and the support staff uh, that he has. Uh, and so we got to a point where, you know, the women's team had been talked about for a long time. We've seen long, old-time partners of ours in Ann Arbor, Lance and Grand Rapids do it with success. And, um, you know, it was really the kick in the butt of having all these youth affiliates partner with us and the realization that, you know, that there's hundreds, if not more than a thousand young girls around Metro Detroit wearing a DCFC jersey, and then they don't have a team to look up to in the sense that, like, they can aspire to play for that team someday. Absolutely. And, and Sean, you know, that's kind of the 30,000-foot view. There's, there's a ton of questions that came in on Twitter with the hashtag City Radio. We'll, we'll knock down some of those, too, as the podcast goes on. But but following that up, when you guys look at what you're able to do here, and, and there's a question on the City Radio thread that that's similar to this. 
this is a lot right now, Sean, with moving into that, that full-on professional mode next year, now bringing in the United Women's Soccer Team as well for Detroit City FC. This is a lot, my friend. Yeah, I mean, you know, dirty secret, like we've been operating as a pro club this year, right? And <laughs> right, every, right, right. Every facet possible, right? Uh, from the housing 16 guys to feeding them twice a day to, you know, jet-setting across the, you know, North America for matches. So, Kicking it in Napa and whatnot. Yeah, so, you know, especially... You know, that kicked into a different gear this fall. But, um, you know, we've had guys living in town since March, April, right? Um, and so, um, yeah, it, we're going to have to, you know, address some staffing issues. Um, you know, and we don't take the women's side lightly by any means. Um, but we do feel pretty comfortable knowing the that May, June, July schedule and what that looks like, right? And how you build a team and how you handle that and how you do it efficiently as possible. Um, and so, um, yeah, we have resources here that we built out club-wise from uh, staffing and infrastructure that we're going to lean on. Um, I think one of the interesting things, too, is, you know, with uh, NISA playing on the, you know, FIFA, UEFA, or even more accurately, I think the Mexican calendar with the season going from, you know, July to Thanksgiving, then technically your mid-season break over winter, and then going from February to June 1st, like, we're going to be down. The men's team's going to be down likely uh, the month of June and early July, which would be the peak season for the women. And I think that was really exciting for us was the idea that, like, you know, um, one, that we have whole infrastructure in place for that, but, like, <laughs> more that uh, that's our traditional season when we play, right? Like, uh, so our fans are more comfortable or at least, you know, in the routine of May, June, July, they're going to keyword to watch soccer. And so now that's going to be directed towards the women and it's not going to be secondary. It's not going to be in the shadows of the men's team. You know, we will probably have a couple double headers. Um, not to say the women over the men, you know, could very well be the men open for the women. But um, that the idea that in June, July, there's going to be standalone women's games and like we're looking to, you know, redefine what women's soccer is at that level in terms of fan support and, you know, atmosphere. Which is, which is not a, a trick for you guys because you guys really redefine what I, I, you know lower division in, in title only and that's something that Alex Wright and I always have, we've always talked about you know lower division in title only but you guys you know here at Detroit City we've redefined that and that standing of what it is so I mean it's it's not a it's not an impossible task or anything you guys haven't done before no um, and, and I totally appreciate the the question around burnout and like we've had the conversation around here at the office and I think that's one of the things that like you know us as a staff have to get better getting like the work life balance going um, that comes from the top down. Um, and, you know, I would say that has to go for fans as well, right? Like, we appreciate, like, having the most dedicated, ardent supporters in American soccer. Uh, but, we, you know, we have to be realistic, you know, about, right. you know, how much people can give. Uh, and I think, you know, that's the challenge I put on all the fans this offseason, you know, because we definitely want to see that support maintained for, you know, the women's team there in June and July. Sean Mann joining us here on City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. Visit them on the web, www.mirealteam.com slash DCFC. Uh, you want to knock down some of these uh, these Twitter questions? There's a ton of them to get to. We could be here for a while. Yeah, no, that's fine. My question to you first as a professional, I'm trying to drink this black label and I got this mic on my face. How do you guys drink while on air? Is it a straw normally or? I mean, a straw is certainly we- an issue. Here, here's what I would do, Sean. Like, I would just take it yeah. and then you 
just kind of lift the microphone up and drink it. Okay. And then put the microphone back down. Is this one of those many times a day when you're like, what would Denny McLean do right now? No, no, no I, okay. I don't. I don't. I never have once in my life asked what would Denny McLean okay. do, and then base my judgment off of what Denny McLean would do. Okay, fair enough. You know, just based on the fact that we know we there are some consistencies in my life that would lend the fact that I've never listened to what Denny McLean would do, okay. namely being right. a free man all the time. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so our, we got a new sponsor as we talked about earlier, an additional sponsor here as we will go to the City Radio Twitter question thread, and this is brought to you by Escape to Go, and this is something that uh, City fans came to me with. You're looking for something fun, new, and exciting. How about an escape room that comes to you? Escape to Go provides an all-new experience to traditional escape rooms. They go wherever you are. Have your next family get-together, corporate team building, or a night out with Escape to Go from the comfort of your own home or office. They're Michigan's only, solely mobile escape room with a 30-foot high trailer big enough to host any of your events. You can book them all year round. There's a variety 10, 30, 60 minute packages. The great thing is you pick the time, the location, and the game for you and your friends, family, or coworkers. For questions or booking, please visit them at www.dead hashtag fun. Excuse me. www.dead-fun.com Or you know what? Bust out the phone and give them a call. 734-506-8253 Check them out on the Gram, Facebook, or Twitter at Escape to go, and that's with an X. So at X, escape to go, and that comes to us from Bobby, big time city fan. So make sure you support them and uh, all the really the companies that allow us uh, to do the city radio podcast. And uh, good like, guy, big supporter of the club. Absolutely great. brings his dad in here, brings family in here. Yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely. So we certainly do appreciate Bobby and all the folks at Escape to Go. So follow them on social media, City Radio Question. Remember, you can send them off at any time. They pop in your head on a Friday night at midnight. Go ahead, fire it away. We will get to them. And as you might imagine, a lot of them centering around the women's team and and the recent addition uh, that we will see to the United Women's Soccer League. Dion tweets at us and says, The growth of the club since 2012 has seemed calculated and really thought out, focused on sustainability. Are you at all concerned about stretching the FO too thin, trying to go pro, start a women's side the same year? Both need to be done right from day one. So, you know, as, as... as you, you know, we touched that a little bit, but Dion also adds, he said, it almost feels a little hectic and rushed trying to get both done next year. It's uncharacteristic for our growth to date. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, on the pro side, again, like we're functioning as a pro club right now. So, right. Um, you know, the women's side, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, um, I don't know about hectic. Um, you know, what I would say is, you know, um, front office, sure, there's always exhaustion levels. Um, but uh, the way we approach the actual building out of like a team is we hire a head coach who we task with assembling his, his or her, you know, uh, support staff um, and pulling together a squad. And, uh, you know, we've always treated the product on the field as somewhat of a silo. And, uh, you know, we ask them what resources they need uh, at the beginning of the season, and then we judge them on the results at the end, you know. And so uh, we're going through that process right now, finding the head coach for the women's side who's going to be responsible for building out the product on the field. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it, social media, you know, it's leveraging what we already have, you know, in terms of, yeah, media, um, ticketing, you know, 
we have that you know organization in place we'll probably look to bring on some additional staff to help with that but you know it's um yeah, I keep saying the word infrastructure. You know, it's like we have great staff, you know, in place that, you know, we're going to lean on and get some, some support for them uh, to do it right. But, yeah, I mean, we saw the response Saturday night. Um, there's a community there that is looking for this unique, you know, opportunity that I think is going to step up in uh, an exciting way. Well, and I'll tell you this, too, Sean, just, just piggybacking on that. Uh, this year I had the opportunity to call some NWSL matches uh, that were on Yahoo Sports. Uh, I did the New York team, Sky Blue, uh, Houston Dash as well. Uh, Carly Lloyd plays for the New York team. And even a guy who, who does soccer for a living, like that's what I do. I, I call matches, call games, all that stuff. I was even taken aback with the the level of social media interaction, the number of clicks, the number of views. They're, they're most decidedly is an appetite for this, in, not only in the Detroit area, in America. I mean, I can, I can give you the hard analytics to it, but there is decidedly an appetite for this. Well, yeah, without a doubt. Um, and we don't take it lightly um, by any means. Um, but we know uh, there are folks out there who are really particularly driven by the idea of having a women's team. And uh, and again, you know, we want to put out a winning team right from the beginning. And that's, uh, you know, that's going to excite fans and represent this club and city the way we we have with the men's side today. Sean Mann joining us here on City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC. We are recording live here at the City Clubhouse. I got some Champions League going on. Everybody's, you know, Kate's in the house. She, she rolled out here today on an impromptu Tuesday, so big ups to Kate as we talked about earlier. But at manager Enrique asked us with the hashtag City Radio, what possible upgrades could be coming to Keyworth? Will there be a U23 team? Since there is a team going pro, you're still going to have tryouts how young will they be, et cetera? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the plans still have tryouts. Um, we're not a place to commit to having a U23 team uh, in 2020. Um, you know, I wouldn't count on that at this point, to that point of, you know, taking on too much. Um, and we also have to figure out a business model where it, you know, can sustain itself. So, um, so no U23 side um, next year. Uh, at least probably not. Um, Women's side, though, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a new addition. Um, and then men's side is just building on what we got going this year. In terms of, like, if, you know, actual keyword itself, um, you know, there's a long list of wish list items we like to do. Actually, it's not as long as it used to be. We, we keep checking off stuff. Um, I think it's really for us to get the resources, capital in place to finish up the East Grandstand. And when I say East Grandstand, you know, we'd love to see more... Um, uh, concession, similar to like the shipping containers we've installed. Um, clean that up, the area back up there uh, in terms of like a uh, new concrete pad, maybe some landscaping. But uh, the biggest thing is putting in some restrooms back there, getting away from Porta Johns. Um, you know, so, you know, the kind of money for that, you know, is a legitimate investment. And so, um, you know, just got to find the right partner in the right situation to, you know, make that make sense. Sean Mann joining us here on City Radio, official podcast for Detroit City FC. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, on SoundCloud as well. Uh, rate it, review it, all that stuff. You know, that, that sponsors like. So make sure you do all that as well. Uh, <laughs> Joseph Slovak with the hashtag City Radio. Are you trying to kill us? Hashtag City Radio. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like... Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> to my earlier point, like, you know, uh, the devotion to the club is amazing, I think. Uh, but we all have to take a look in the mirror and just be realistic about, you know, what we can commit to the team, you know. And, uh, you know, hopefully with the women's side coming on board and, uh, you know, some marketing offseason, we can get some more bodies and recruit some more people. And so, you know, it's not always the same people, you know, being leaned on to help create the amazing atmosphere we have at Keyworth. And Dion came in with a, with, with another uh, question. He slid in here and wants to know uh, how many more full-time staff members can we expect to see with the addition of the women's side? Um, good question. We're still going through that process right now. Sure. There you go. Uh, at Finn's Mommy, will the women's team be structured similarly to the men's? Open tryouts, which we talked about, coaching clinics for youth, community outreach. Uh, also really hoping that the matches will be streamed. Yes. Um, yeah. The It depends on the head coach and how they want to structure it in terms of – it gets back to that summer model. Um, right now with the men's team, um, you know, it, it's professional. These guys have been here since April, and they get here 8.30 in the morning they have breakfast they're here six days a week um that was a departure from the old MPSL where the guys practiced two or three times a week and it was in the evenings you know they had day commitments um you know, whether they're working camps or summer jobs or stuff like that that's generally where the women's game is for that may june july uh and you know we're still talking to candidates about how they want to build out their squad and do it so can't guarantee like it's going to have the same you know weekday professional atmosphere because not necessarily the talent pools there wants to do that that's you know it's very uws is very similar to pdl and psl in that sense uh, so we can't put all the expectations that we have for pro the men's pro side on the women's team but certainly in terms of community engagement you know the women will be incorporated into our clinics and our outreach um yeah we'd stream every match uh that's the plan so treating as much as much as possible knowing that there are finite differences between the two models absolutely sean man joining us here and sean we got a couple more i mean again it just exploded the the hashtag city radio uh tweet thread and again you can ask your questions at any time just put hashtag city radio on it we'll get to them uh, on the next podcast that we record and as always the uh, city radio tweet thread brought to you by escape to go with an x Follow them on social media at xscape2go. Big thank you to Bobby and everybody out there. It's a mobile escape room, folks. They come to you. Think about that. Do it for your home, your work, your office. Uh, and again, follow them on social media. Uh, at Red Grandma wants to know, Sean, why decide to keep ticket prices the same despite the men going professional and a women's side being added? What was behind that decision? Um, partially our ethos. Uh, same way concerns maybe you were at, uh, about stretching us organizationally thin. Uh, we don't want to stretch our fans thin as well. So, you know, we budgeted that, you know, we want them to participate in the women's team. We want them to participate in the men's team. Uh, we didn't want to keep ratcheting up ticket prices on people, you know, dramatically, even though, like, the number of games we go significantly. Um, you know, that's kind of the ethos side of things. The pragmatic side of things is, um, you know, when you look at the Detroit sports landscape, you know, uh, our tickets, if they're $12, $15, are starting to get be more expensive than getting in the gate at Comerica Park, or even, you know, there's secondary markets for LCA matches that are at that point, right? And so, right. Um, you know, we are competing in a, you know, in a landscape against well, other entities, right? And, and Sean, yeah, just to, just to step in there, I mean, I I wonder about that when when people 
think about that and, and certainly there, there's been city fans here since the beginning since over at Cass Tech and you know it's, it's been fun to be around everybody but make no mistake about it Sean I mean on the on the quote-unquote business side of things Detroit City FC has to be a viable alternative for entertainment dollars uh, sure. that are in the city and you guys have to assess that figure out what your role is and react accordingly I mean this you want Detroit City FC and this is something that I talk about when when I do the reads on the broadcast for you know the level one VIP when, when I say that I'm saying that from the heart as a Detroit sports fan as a guy who grew up going to games at Tiger Stadium and Comerica Park and the Silverdome and Ford Field and LCA and Joe Lewis when, when you look at what you can do even on a VIP level with Detroit City for 50 bucks you get to eat and drink all you want and sit on the field like that's try that try that at a Tigers game right now even at the level they're at but that's something that you guys have to find out where your niche is in the in the common area of Detroit spent the Detroit sports fandom yeah it's a it's a fine line. We don't want to cheapen the product, uh, but we still want to make it accessible. And sure. uh, you know, our hope is that um, you know we're the one sports team in town that's packing the stadium, right? Like we want it to be uncomfortably tight in that stadium, right? Sure. And so uh, to do that, you know, we've taken an approach of you know the general ticket uh, is going to be as low as possible, um, and we are building out more of the you know VIP type things to subsidize that to make that realistic. So that was the suites, right? Like the suites are much different price point um, but at the same time like the suites are downright affordable compared to anything compared to like sure. one of the downtown stadiums um, so and then yeah obviously there's the all you can eat VIP section thanks to level one um, so we'll look to enhance those experience for people that are used to that paying more premium dollars for the experience um, but don't get us wrong like we want the 7,000 plus people that are wedging into the you know actual grandstand uh to be paying you know a fair price um so you know that burden's on us to figure out how to mount, balance that budget but uh it can't be on the backs of the same people who have always been supporting us so you know our goal is to get more people into the stadium absolutely and, and certainly that is that is a goal that you want to continue to rise your profile in the uh the grand scheme of the detroit sports scene especially again competing for entertainment dollars in the city that's certainly something you guys have to be mindful of yeah we're at i mean we're at the point now uh certainly on the corporate dollars where you know there is a finite budget and many of those sponsors that are putting money into us are you know taking money out of the pie from the other sports teams in town and so you know it's as we've risen it's gotten much more competitive on that side of things like making the case that yeah like we're not gonna be on sports center you know so your logo you know it's not gonna be in the background on espn but you know we have incredibly loyal fans and we've done you know we've had to do the third-party analysis with the ad agencies showing that like you know we're a legitimate marketing entity um you know we did this fan survey recently and uh, we, uh, it was great. And, you know, we had over, uh, we had close to 800 people uh, reply to it, um, season ticket holders, uh, single game, recent single game ticket buyers. And, uh, you know, we got a few people chiming in that said they get, they stopped coming to games because we got too corporate. And I was like, you know, and I, there's an economic reality to it that, like, if we want to keep ticket prices down, like, yeah, well, you do have to have those logos on the jersey and on the side of the field. Sure. If we didn't, like, we literally, as doing the math, we'd have to increase increase ticket prices by like 95% to make up that difference on the, what we get off of our corporate partnerships. But to do that, like we're now going toe-to-toe with people who are like, yeah, you know what? Like nobody's going to Comerica Park right now. Like do I want to put money into Tigers? And so it's um, we're in a legitimate space, you know? Like as much as Twitter... 
Twitter trolls want to like knock us down. Like that's not how you know marketing people see it. Like we're in the mix, and so it's uh, it's another stressor that we got going on right now. But it's a good place to be. <laughs> no, no, it, it certainly is. Sean Mann joining us here on City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC. We're live at the City Clubhouse on a Tuesday afternoon, a special edition of it. We'll keep you posted on uh, you know, future times. Usually look right around that Wednesday 7 p.m. Uh, angle. That's usually what we have going on. Uh, more questions with the hashtag City Radio. There was just a ton of them, man. Just they kept pouring in at JX82. Uh, City has played friendlies with higher level men's teams for several years. Is that something you're planning for the women's side as well? Yeah, would love to. Um, can't commit to doing that next year. Um, you know, I think that is again like kind of a bandwidth thing. Um, that being said, I think there's really interesting opportunities because um, the the international friendlies, the market for it. Uh, frankly, teams just want more and more, and you know, uh, we're kind of reaching our threshold of like, you know, our stadium only seats seven, you know, eight thousand people. So, you know, the economics of the men's side is getting tougher. But that being said, you know, working with the agents and the, um, organizations we have in the past uh, there are marquee women's teams that are doing you know I mean frankly the Europeans are putting more money into club soccer than we are on the women's side and uh, they want to start doing the same thing they do with the men's team start coming over here so I think there's a really interesting opportunity to bring high profile women's clubs to Detroit um, we just have to be realistic about you know how much we're going to take on year one with the women's side yeah certainly and Again, you know, just going back to it, Sean, just just blown away by by the level of interest, clicks, everything that has happened with women's soccer. I mean, and yes, they've been on the scene for a long time, right? And everyone talks about the the watershed moment of the the World Cup there in the '90s with with what happened when they won the World Cup in the Rose Bowl. This this has been something that's been intriguing for me to track and follow because in in our day and age of of everybody wants something instantly. And that moment was what, going on 20 years ago, uh, right now. That's, that's, a, that's a drop in the bucket in terms of, of the growth of soccer across the world because that's something where people have talked about American soccer and they want it to be on level with Europeans. Well, these clubs have 100 years, 100 plus years of, you know, of, of tradition and installation and everything that's been going on. The, the, the rise of, of women's soccer in America has been meteoric when you look at the time, the time span of it. Yeah, I mean, from 99, winning the World Cup then, uh, to now, yeah, I mean, obviously there's been bumps in the road, uh, women's leagues faltering, uh, NWSL's had, you know, their struggles, um, but I think it's remarkable that the women's team, you know, the expectation is that they're going to win, right? Like, and uh, I just remember when I was in, uh, in grad school, I was living in England, and uh, People always bring up, uh, when they brought up American sports, they're like, women's soccer is really popular there, isn't it? And at the time, I was like, no, not really. But now you, you legitimately have to say, yeah, no, it's, it is. It's a legitimate force. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we're in the shadows of a recent World Cup, but, you know, the way the women's team stayed in the headlines and, uh, you know, I think been voices for change uh, and backing it up by winning, um, you know, they're not going anywhere. And I think the women's game, you know, on the professional side, on the club side reflects that as well. And Sean, we have one more here, and you know, I'll give you the chance to address this because it, you know, it's, it's a viable question that you know this person wants to know the answer to. At Old English DC says, I was asked by a local by local kids to buy them tickets to a recent match, but didn't know how to engage with Let's Make Roots. Is a responsible way for me to get them into the match next time? Hashtag City Radio. 
So with Let's Make Roots, we're actually, so this coming up, coming game Tuesday night is our charity match. And um, people have been donating tickets for Let's Make Roots. And so we will be, um, you know, working with Hampton Hope Schools, uh, some other community groups to distribute those tickets for that match. Um, and Josh would have the exact number. Um, you know, we don't actually, like, pass out tickets to kids waiting outside the gates. Um, so if there's a kid waiting outside the gates and you want to buy a ticket for them to come in, like, you know, um, you can engage them in that way. Um, but with Let's Make Roots, we got to a point where, you know, we, you know, are focusing that on a single game, which will be our charity match this coming Tuesday. So you're saying, Sean, just to recap uh, what we talked about and for me to understand, especially, too, with Champions League on here at the City Clubhouse. And again, if you want to watch a soccer match anywhere in the world, this is a spot, man. Thanks, right. you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, whether it's uh, like I was saying earlier, if you want to watch a Mongolian second division or uh, you know some, or just uh, want to eat Mongolian style food, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll do our best to satisfy. Um, <laughs> so, so when we were talking about the friendlies with with the men's side, so uh, so Juventus won't be coming here next season. You're saying, or or you're still working on that, or what? What is that? Yeah, I'm not counting on Juventus. Uh, <laughs> unless somebody works for Jeep and has a contact, so let me. No, but uh, no, you know, we, I wouldn't say we've reached our ceiling, um, but we certainly had a point where, uh, you know, the fact that we have turf is a limiting factor. Uh, the fact that you got championship sides, like English championship sides that want a quarter million dollars for an appearance, like the economics of it just don't work, right? Sure. I mean, we've only, you know. Economics, math, you know, the, the simple math. Right. And the standards that they're expecting, you know. Um, and also, frankly, they, you know, if we want to talk about uh, bandwidth, like if we drop the international friendlies, I think everybody on staff would be very happy because those, um, the clubs can just be very demanding uh, and it's, those, those, those matches take a lot out on the organization. So, you know, the fact that we beat Atlas was incredibly redeeming. Uh, not that they were a particularly bad or demanding team, um, but just given the, the work that goes on behind yes. the scenes, it's, it's gratifying to get those wins. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For the, see the guys perform like they did. Yeah. Um, against a team that, you know, tried. Yeah. <laughs> We've had some teams who've shown up and not really shown up, and Atlas put out a legit squad, you know, and that was a concern of ours, too, that they wouldn't bring their, you know, their top team, but they did, and put them out on the field, actually, and our guys won, you know, and that was that was pretty awesome. So, but, um, yeah, it's uh, the economics of it is increasingly difficult. Uh, that being said, I got agents blowing me up already for trying to line up matches for next year, and, you know, I just got to whittle them down to, you know, make the dollars line up. Uh, absolutely, and that certainly is something that, uh, that you have your eye on all the time. Michigan Stars in town Tuesday night. Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, just just break it down a little bit, Sean. You know, anything going on? Anything uh, you want to let the folks know of in, in relation to that match? Um, so it's a charity match. Uh, we got We the People, uh, who we've been working with all the year. We announced that back in July at one of the matches that they're going to be our charity partner. Um, you know, they're we want to use our role to highlight groups that are doing good work that I don't think get the attention they're due. And that's uh, it's really a very, very grassroots organization that's advocating for uh, access to water, uh, water rights. Um, it's uh, started by women of color here in the city who got fed up. And uh, so, yeah, they're the proceeds going to them, same way all the match day 
poster proceeds that we've been doing this year uh, go to support their work, uh, providing water to people who have uh, had water shutoffs due to various reasons here in the city of Detroit. Um, so, um, outside that, you know, second last home match, you know, and it is hard to believe, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, this started way back. You know. I, I know it's been a very, very long season. We launched season tickets just this week. Uh, one of the things we reason we launched them is because we now finally have uh, incremental plans uh, so that you can buy over time. Well, you know, if we wait until December, you only make three payments before you know uh, the season started. So we launched it now so people can spread out payments for over a longer period. But um, yeah. I know at the timing there was kind of a bit ridiculous because we're still going right now, and it seems like five months from now when the season gets going, but it's going to be here before you know it. It's a very short off-season. Well, that, that's why you're the boss, because you remind me of those types of things. Go to DeadCityFC.com and, and get on board. The season tickets available now. Uh, again, more history next season. You want to make sure you can be a part of it. It includes everything, like uh, as we discussed earlier, men's, women's, um, you know, same price structure as before if you buy before November 1st. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the gold section is going to sell out again. You know, our goal, uh, working with our affiliates, is, you know, we want to pack that stadium every game. Yeah, absolutely. Real Team Real Estate's goal is to get you into the house of your dreams. Make sure you visit them on www.mirealteam.com slash DCFC. If anything else, just to just to check out the website. They have a whole DCFC theme to it. So make sure you go there. The, the real estate market's hot right now. What what you got, Sean? You're pointing at something there. Looks like the guy's wearing a DCFC had in uh, Manchester, but uh, could be wrong. Can we confirm? <laughs> can, can we confirm? I was like a, well, it's like a maroon and gold city. I haven't seen that one before. <laughs> they are use, they'll use any color. Yeah. I, they have what, like 30 different kits now? Yeah. I mean, I mean every week they play, they right. bust out a new one. Yeah. Um, no, it's capitalism on steroids. It's a remarkable thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know where they're not on steroids? In the table. Because yeah. they're not at the top. There you go. Yeah. Just going off of facts. Yeah. But, uh, Katie, anybody at the bar have any questions? <laughs> but Katie, oh, you, you have any questions? You're here. You're like, you, you came up. You made the pilgrimage. What, the what do you day. got? <laughs> what do you got? Um, Anything. I have seen um, some people sharing concern because, you know, we say the boys in rouge. And people are starting to say girls in gold. I've seen some people with concern about the term girls as compared to women. Yeah, I mean, in, in case you couldn't hear, Katie was asking. You know, she's heard people talk about people say uh, the boys in rouge. Uh, some people have said the girls in gold. You know, any concern, I guess, about that? You know, using the term girls instead of women. Yeah. So, um, call us out if we ever go off. The you know, this point forward, it's DCFC men, DCFC women. Um, you know, we've made a decision at this point to use one common social media uh, account uh, for both teams, uh, and because um, it's one club, uh, we didn't want to create like a secondary account for either one. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, for us, the terminology is going to be women. Um, you know, not to say we don't slip up or whatever at times. Uh, you know, Lindsay edited that little video uh, for season tickets, and you know, she put in, you know, uh, do. Detroit's teams, and uh, you know that's why Lindsey Pearson is Lindsey Pearson because she remembered right out of the gate. You know, it's our teams now. You know, one club, two teams. So um, yeah, I mean, we're gonna do our best. Um, you know, to stay on that. Um, girls in gold, boys in rouge. I mean, I, yeah, uh, we might avoid that, but if fans want to run with it, they can. 
All right. See, there you go. You have the VIP access. So, so certainly do appreciate you coming. I got anything final to add, Sean? No. Hope to see folks out the last two games at Keyworth uh, this month of October. Um, yeah, we'll see what it's like being there at Keyworth in October. Uh, you know, hopefully it's not rainy and 40 degrees. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun finish. And I think we got to remember the guys are, you know, they're playing for something. You know, they're not, they're not dead-eyed going through the motions. Like, they're humming, and this matters, you know. Absolutely. Certainly there, there is hardware on the line. There's no question about it. Uh, Keyworth, as a, as a kid's, would say it will be lit yeah. on, on Tuesday. There is, there is no doubt about that. Big thank you to Sean Mann for coming on. Everybody here at the City Clubhouse as well. Thanks to Real Team Real Estate, Range Lending, and also Escape to Go, the new uh, sponsor here also of City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review, all of that stuff. So until next time, my name is Neil Rule, the voice of LaRouge. Thank you.